Welcome to a Satanic Panic crossover edition of Guillotine Press. Yes, this Ooh. is Guillotine Press. Two of you, one of me. I'm kind of in horror host trav mode. <laughs> uh, horror heads and metal heads, the outcasts of society, coming together to talk all things spooky and heavy metal. I'm your host for this evening, the horror host, Travis. Joining me, as always, are my brothers in metal, Joshua Heath. Hello. And the Brian Brooks. Hello. <laughs> We're not as good looking as producer Kate. But I hope and I don't know. have the highest, I don't have the King Diamond voice. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of producer Kate, we brought her husband, producer Brooks. Yes, producer yes. Brooks. The better. The superior the better producer. Half. <laughs> the superior <laughs> producer. The producer with a superior music taste. Travis is oh, that's, the, that's definitely Travis going to yeah. the producer job on LinkedIn after Katie leaves tomorrow <laughs> for hearing this. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what do we have plans for this show? So like I said, it's a satanic panic edition, basically. So we're going to get into like a little bit of Satan. Uh, it's a dark night in spooky October. Which, can you feel it, gentlemen? I can. Halloween Ooh, is this weekend, boys. I can't wait. The devil is all around us. The evil is in the air. And as the leaves are falling, we are dancing with the dead in our dreams. Oh, Slayer. <laughs> so we got we got news. What do we got, boys? We got no, news. We got satanic panic talk. And then we got the battle of the evening. And which of course. Is, what else have, can you go And with? of course... That we're make building playlists today for your Halloween party. I totally fucking your metal Halloween that. Yeah. party. Totally fucking space that. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna fucking make sure your party goes on. Uh, people don't leave your night. party. Yes. Yeah, make sure people yeah. don't like bounce. And, Maintain high yeah. attendance. There's no fucking monster mash on these lists. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So do we want to hit some of the news or what we've been listening to or how do we want to start this off? Oh, I think we got to get straight into the good juicy Wait a news minute, of the week. Are you going to tell what our uh, battle is? Uh, yeah. Because yeah, I interrupted good, you. Yeah, that is a good point. So our battle this evening, like I said, Satanic Panic. It is Merciful Fates, Melissa from 1983 versus Merciful Fates, Don't Break the Oath from 1984. So right away, we need to start with a bit of troubling news, and this is kind of uh, putting Josh on blast here. Um, his takedown of Power Man Five Thousand earlier today. So but what do you have against Power Man Five Thousand, sir? I just never got into them. I didn't think they were a great band back in the day. I just they just weren't for me. Not to say that like. They're not enjoyable to other people. I just I didn't enjoy them. Yeah, he's backtracking now. No, I'm not. <laughs> so, but really, he just doesn't like when people have yellow hair. Right. Uh, yellow spikes. He's he's anti-yellow spikes. See, if he said that, that'd be fair. <laughs> that'd be absolutely fair. So you've been abroad. You went to Disney World. Did, uh, did anything cool happen in Disney? Uh, I don't think so. Well, no? No. Nothing? No, okay. I, I got engaged. So. Woo! Yes, uh, despite my love of heavy metal. She said yes. So, in the middle of the night, when I'm playing Dark Throne records or Slayer records, and you don't play that shit at night. You play like 
Uh, what is he like an 80s band or something probably that, that's just it's like david the police Bowie yeah <laughs> but i sit in my living room with candles lit Stop. and i listen to dark throne he listens to the police he's trying to shit. have a seance i do listen to the police too that's a good album to listen to at night Ooh, the rock sets <laughs> i listen to um what else do i listen to uh madonna mm-hmm just kidding. No, I do listen to Madonna, but I know you're not just, just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Like, he was like, kidding. No, I do don't judge Madonna. me, please. I do listen to Madonna. I do love Madonna. But yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, it was a great trip. I'm glad to be back. You boys. Glad helped. she said yes. Yeah. Because yeah, that no. was very what much in doubt. No, let's like, be honest. Right? You guys if she said Disney no, like, I told oh. Brooks, I was like, the worst she could say is no. And he's like, that's actually the worst possible scenario. <laughs> I was like, no, the worst possible scenario is I go to get down on one knee, I tear my ACL. And then she says no. <laughs> so that's actually the worst possible scenario. Well, I'm sad you said no, but can you please help the brother up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can you call an ambulance? Because uh, I blew my knee out. But uh, yeah, it went great. It was uh, fun. It was the 50th anniversary of Disney, so uh, Disney World. So it was a great time. I built a lightsaber. Like I said, this is a heavy metal's always been, and horror has always been nerdy to an extent. So yeah. I got to build a lightsaber too. But we're all nerds at heart. <laughs> Except here. it wasn't red, which is your. I did. I built a red one last time. Yeah, uh, for sure. Boo. So I joined the. I became a Jedi this time. Okay. Yeah, what color was it this time? Blue? Yeah, I went blue. Oh, God. I went red the first time. What more do you boys want from me? A red again? <laughs> yes. That is exactly I'm not going right. to go red again. Ah, come so on. So we are based in Indy for all the uh, HMFers out there. We are based in Indy. HMF's based in Indy as well. And uh, a recent recent satanic news recently popped up. I said, if, I'm if saying this recent If lot, this but. isn't like the definition of satanic panic. Per Loudwire. Yes. Yes. We got big. Go ahead, Trav. I didn't mean to. Oh, no. You got the article up. But, uh, yeah, they started a satanic club here at Carmel High School. Yes. In October of all months. I know. (laughs) So, yeah, and all the Karens in in, uh, Carmel are just losing their collective shit. (laughs) (laughs) I love how uh, the Loudwire article actually refers to them as Karens and boomers. They really are, though. It's like, come on, man. Yeah, so basically they went uh, all these people went on a Facebook uh, a Facebook page called Unify Carmel and this is the quote it says under the guise of diversity, inclusion and equity, they have invited Satan himself to walk the halls of Carmel High School. So wait, a public read high that school. sentence again by the way. Okay. Read, read that sentence. I'll, again. I'll, let's, I'll do it without the theatrics. Under the guise of diversity, inclusion and equity, they have invited Satan himself to walk the halls of Carmel High School. Like, isn't that the very definition of diversity and inclusion? Is like getting to do. I think whatever. what they're saying is like that's what they're claiming in order to bring that to the school. Right. Right. But isn't it still diversity to be like, hey, we're gonna start a Satan Club? I mean, you should be able to. Right. But it's we evil. Are living in, we it's are living evil. In the States, but. <laughs> but it's funny, like, and this article we describes it. Here. <laughs> but it's funny because like their Instagram page is like littered with like they're actually I mean I don't know what, what they actually talk about like at their meetings and shit but like their Instagram page like they're advertising a, a park and bark trick trunk or treating for dogs event mm-hmm. yeah like, they they're literally doing... holding like a, a fundraiser for dogs and the proceeds go to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention yeah yeah was holding this the Satanic Club. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Satanic Club. They're like, uh, <laughs> basically, they're yeah. going around and doing like a bunch of like uh, charitable kind of things. Oh, that's cool. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like, yeah, blast us because we're helping build yeah. something. See, or... the thing is, man, is like you get all these 
like, isn't there much more to worry about that's going on in our society right now and with the youth rather than, like, like, shouldn't we be helping? The youth. Yeah, shouldn't we be helping, like, build a better future for our youth rather than, like, worry about a a Satan club in, you know, high school? I, I also find it funny that, like, at a public school, people give a shit about a quote unquote satanic club. Like, right. if this was like. The Satan club would survive like, at Ben Davis. Yeah, like, if this was Cardinal Ritter, like, okay, I can see the, you know, the 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 outrage because it's a Catholic yeah. school. Yeah. But, like, it's a public school. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Like, they're not. There's, there's no religion in school and public schools anyway, so. Who gives a shit? Right. Like, is, it'd man. be the same thing as, like, having a Bible club in your public school. Well, it's like everybody wants freedom until you can Until it makes you uncomfortable. Until, like, it makes you uncomfortable. They want, <laughs> like, everybody deserves religious freedom to, like, mm-hmm. believe in whatever they want. Right? It doesn't matter what you nor I or somebody else thinks. Like, if that, like, whatever someone believes is, like, none of our business or none of their business. It's just, like, people... I don't know what it is, man, but, like, people just care so much. They say they care so much about, like, they're like, oh, Satan's walking the halls. Right, like, if I want to kill a cat and burn it at an altar, then I should be able to do that, right? (laughs) Okay, maybe not at the school, but... Yeah, not at the school, off the grounds. No, we love animals here at the guillotine press. (laughs) No. He's uh, like, face covering. But, uh, (laughs) But what I'm saying is, like... People that, like, make that, they're, like, posting on Facebook. They're, like, Satan's, like, walking the halls. I'm, like, you really probably don't care that much. You probably just want to, like, say that, like, oh, Satan's walking the halls. So other parents are, like, yeah, you're right. And, like, it's just, like, this weird. Let's all get on Facebook and pretend to be mad and then. Pretend to be mad. Like, when when (laughs) Mm -hmm. in reality, like, are you going to kick your kid out if they go to Satan Club? Yeah. So, like, let's go into the history. If you do, you're a terrible parent. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, honestly, let's go into the history of like Satan and metal and rock, kind of uh, it, it, like a brief history. So, I, as we know, we, boys, we all know Robert Johnson. If you don't know, mm-hmm. the devil and rock crosses paths quite often. Uh, a lot of people say for the first time in the 1930s. There was probably before that. Hell, the devil gets around. Uh, Robert Johnson lost everything that he owned at the age of 20 and took to the road. Um, at a particular crossroads, he encountered a man in a fine suit, a big a big man in with a, a fine cane, suit. With a cane, right? Yeah, with a cane, who was willing to tune up his guitar for a price. Now, I got to ask you boys, would you sell your soul for anything on earth? I mean, I can never <laughs> say never. Josh I mean, just like to be able to gamble <laughs> whenever he gamble. He's like, uh, you, you want the, the sports almanac from Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah, dude, that'd be sick. Like I also, I asked Wally. Uh, Wally's like in his fifties at work earlier today. I was like, "What if he told you that you were like twenty again with millions?" <laughs> he was like, "I don't know. I think to about be it. dead by thirty from <laughs> yeah a, a big uh, like coke bender and yeah Vegas. fly in your own plane or something." Yeah, I don't sure. think I would. I've seen Angel Heart. Yeah, no, for sure. Fantastic <laughs> yeah. movie. Fantastic movie. So like Geezer Butler. Others in back Black Sabbath hung upside down crosses on their walls. Like this is just all the interactions. Jimmy Page, of course, buying Aleister Crowley's house on, on Loch Ness, and then you get into like the kind of like the seventies, the late seventies, early eighties, where his Merciful Fate, King Diamond. The eighties were kind of like the heyday for the satanic panic in music, movies, true crime. But it even goes before that. You know, I'm just focusing mainly on the eighties. 
uh, Van Halen, you know, Judas Priest, Motley, Motley Crue, Crue yep. Wasp, and to the current day, like you guys are saying, with uh, Little Nas X, Little Nas X yep. with his Devil Nikes that I want so bad. But like you guys were saying, that's why I wanted to just like go through that for a minute because it's like it's almost like this is in music, movies. Like ro- you go back to Rosemary's Baby, go back to the Dennis Wheatley stuff, go back to the um, those three kids uh, that uh, they blamed for murdering those oh, kids. The, um, Paradise Lost documentary. On I know HBO. What you're talking about the. Uh, yeah, I, sw- I, I swore I had that up just because they were metal fans. Yeah, I can't remember. They pinned it on them. It's like this shit has always kind of happened. Like it, it, and like you said, it's kind of like just finding the lowest common denominator or finding a. It bad was the guy. Uh, the Memphis West uh, Memphis West three. Memphis 3. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But it's like it's just a it's just a crazy fucking thing that we're like we're always just blaming like that's <laughs> the, the thing, devil for see, our problems. That's the thing, man. Like uh, we were talking about Halloween Kills before mm-hmm. this. There's always society always needs a boogeyman. Mm-hmm. Always, no matter what. And because, like, Satan himself is not a tangible thing, they portray Satan as certain things that... uh, Music isn't tangible, and, like, I guess unless you're holding a record, but, like, music, movies, video games, it's an easy way to say, this is hell on Earth, this is Satan, this Mm -hmm. is, like, Satan, the embodiment of Satan here on Earth. When in reality, like, it's just an escape and it's just a, a cop-out and an easy way to, you know, um, blame bad parenting or blame um, blame things that are truly at the, the core of what's wrong. And it's always, there's just, it's always easy to, to blame King Diamond or to blame Slayer or to blame Metallica. Ozzy. Ozzy. In the like you said, Manson. the youth, it's like they're corrupting the youth. Oh no! When like in reality, We're some putting of the their, putting bad ideas in their heads. But the funny yeah. thing is, the nicest people I've ever met, and the most open-minded, and the most welcoming, and non-judgmental people I've ever met, are metal fans, like comic book fans, horror fans, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Some of the most caring and loving people, but some of the most judgmental people I've ever met were religious. Oh yeah. Do as I say, not as I do. Exactly. Oh, yeah. They, like, and there's a lot of great people that are religious that are very caring and open, and but, like, some of the most judgmental people, just like the, like, you know, the satanic uh, club at Carmel, and they're just like, it's walking the halls, like, a true... Inviting Satan into the school. Yeah, it'd like, be different if they were like dressing up like goats with a knife, you know, <laughs> right. like wandering yeah. through school. Yeah, yeah. I definitely joined like, in. Yeah. But, <laughs> but like know. that that's when it'd be okay to have a problem with it because it's like they're just going over the top. And at but, the like, end of the day, do people realize that like Satanism itself is not like the worship of Satan either? Right. Like people forget it's like an it's like a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A philosophy. Right. It's like a belief in yourself rather than anything. Like, they don't believe in, like, a devil or anything. Mm-hmm. But people, like, they hear Satanism, and they're like, oh, I worship the devil. But, like, Satanism in and of itself isn't worshiping anything. Right, but we're talking about the cool Oh, you're Satanism talking about the tonight. cool. We're talking about the goat head <laughs> Satanism tonight. So, I, yeah, but I wanted to briefly go through that because, like you said, it kind of intersects horror movies, uh, music, what have you, man? The Manson murders, everything 
came back like it, it, satanic panic is alive and well and still to this day which is crazy which is crazy but uh the next section um that i we wanted to do and i i felt like this would be a, a really cool we have done lists on the horrifying my friends podcast uh a few times now but we've never done and we did a halloween playlist last year but we had like shit like redbone and stuff like that on it and michael jackson and bullshit like that mm-hmm. redbone is a great song it was a great song. <laughs> this is not the show for that, though, folks. This is the metal and hard rock songs. Let's go. Do we want to go three or five? Do five, bud. I let's go. Something. Yeah, let's go five. Let's quit fucking around and go five. Brooks is like, I only look up one. I only prepared three, so <laughs> you'll have one, bud. <laughs> Me and Travis will go first and second. Yeah, yeah we'll go first and second. But like, I mean, I have three, so we will bring five each, and then we'll add honorable mentions to the playlist. So this will be a hard rock and metal Halloween playlist. These songs we feel like are must plays at Halloween playlists. So with that being said, we're going to count down from five to one uh, individually. So Heath, would you like to start with your number five? Yes. So. <laughs> It's hard to have a playlist for Halloween without the legendary Misfits. Oh, yeah. So there are too many Misfits songs to choose from when it comes to picking one for Halloween. But I ended up choosing Skulls from uh, Walks Among Us. Mm -hmm. Um, Great song, spooky. It's just kind of upbeat, fun. Obviously, any Misfits song has a, a horror vibe to it. You know, you got, you know, Danzig's vocals, which are perfect for Halloween. Like, he's synonymous with horror-themed uh, music and might, stuff like that. Might be coming up later. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. Like, the Misfits, Skulls is an incredible song. Like, you can dance to it. You can just, like, sing along to it. I mean, it's not... The, the content of the song itself, the lyrics are dark, but like it's kind of poppy, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like everybody can like dig a Misfits song, right? Oh, so, yeah. like it, it's hard to say, oh, this sucks when no. you listen to the Misfits, and if they do kick them out of your party. I'm so. surprised you didn't go uh, Die, Die, My Darling, or um, uh, what's that? What's the name of the song? Last uh, Caress. Yeah, Last Caress. I think those are both great songs, but uh, Skulls in and of itself, like. When you think of Halloween, like what's the first thing you think of? Like, and all skulls. those will be on all those will be on the honorable mentions. By yeah, the way. yeah. <laughs> Rampera. Skulls is one of my favorite Misfits songs. Anyway, that and probably Attitude. But uh, oh, yeah, God. they got so much good shit, man. Yeah, Skulls. That's my uh, number if, five. If you step back and just think about how, like how influential, like I I know you mentioned uh, Danzig's name, but it's like how influential that whole band and Danzig have been for sure. For uh, people don't talk about them as much as they should. Um, I think that's on purpose, though, for him. Because I don't think... See, that's the thing. Like, I don't think... One, I think they regulated him not to be as big in, as in the 90s. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I don't think he wanted to be, like, super huge either. Like Dan, Glenn Danzig. Yeah, it was a very really punk rock mentality. Yeah. 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 He's, yeah. like, always been the horror, like, punk rock kind of guy. He wanted to always be the outcast. Like, he for wanted sure. to be the, the guys that... Uh, that was like the punk rock mentality. Nobody went out and started a punk rock band wanting to be big. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Shout out to uh, Donnie Ibarra with, uh, I know uh, I asked him earlier, and one of his was uh, the Ramones Pet Cemetery, which is a killer song. Oh, that's a song. good one. <laughs> I thought killer about the Ramones. Song, I thought man. about doing, uh, 
I want to be sedated just because I love that song. And yeah, I, yeah. I and um, there might be. I mean, there'll, there'll probably be a little punk rock on this on this playlist as well. So I'll go ahead and start with my number five, and um, I'll go ahead and start right where Heath left off. <laughs> this is a uh, twist of Cain by Danzig. Um, as we know, once he left the misfit, misfits, Sam Hain into Dan, uh, Danzig, his more like rock band. And uh, this is where I really like fell in love. I, I kind of fell in love with Danzig during this period and then went back and found the Misfits stuff. Um, but Twist of Cain off his first record, a phenomenal record. Possession, you know, Mother. Mother's a little overplayed, but uh, She Rides, I believe, is on that record. Not of This World. I mean, that record is just like, loaded and it's got that iconic album cover of oh, the skull yeah. like yeah. that's just an iconic uh an iconic icon if, if there was a band <laughs> that i thought embodied travis i think it would be the misfits i think that's like the perfect band <laughs> for travis because it's just the perfect blend of horror and yeah. like comic booky horror with yep. uh metal or not metal but like punk rock and like uh, that's just like I feel like that's the perfect band for Travis, that and like Danzig. And Danzig, nice. uh, something about Danzig that I know like Rose likes, and I know like, I, I think Kate even likes some of his stuff because they call him like the Satanic Elvis because he legit has a great voice. Like he did a mm-hmm. cover album of like Elvis songs. Oh, it was terrible. Mm. <laughs> it was awesome. But I, th- I thought it was okay, but it's like, it, it sounds what you know you would think is like danzig singing elvis and but he's got a great voice but yeah my number five would be twist of cane from danzig so brooks nice. you're number five after you were panicking and shit over there oh there's still quite a panic but it's yeah. okay um i'm actually gonna st- my songs are gonna be listed in no particular order so even though i you know go five to one it's five does not mean it's my least favorite whatever yeah mine aren't either. but um yeah uh, I'm going to start. My number five will be a fresh new addition to my list. Um, and I'm going to I'm going to go Marilyn Manson Sweet Dreams. And I'm this is a little bit of a theft from uh, your recent HMF episode where you were going over um, creepy music videos. But I think that that still applies because um, because even if you take the music video out of it, like the song, just the way that it's presented oh, uh, musically the way he sings the song his vocals just he can be talking about like taking a bath and if he did it in that style i'd probably still be creeped out 100 percent. so um great probably one of the greatest covers ever um i mean obviously marilyn manson you know no shortage of co- controversy with him uh in mm-hmm. these recent months but um that being said like that song is incredible and that's kind of how i feel about it so uh yeah i see yeah like a playlist has to be a a halloween playlist especially metal or rock is not complete without marilyn manson and some of those big hitters of you know the the 90s and the early 2000s man so great pick sweet dreams by the way i think is like one of the best covers of all time i think it's the best cover of all time we definitely agree on that so josh what's your number four number four for old josh I'm going with Dido. No, I'm going with <laughs> Dio. Rainbow in the dark. I think uh, dun, 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 great dun, dun, song. Dun. Everybody loves Rainbow in the Dark. If you love metal, that's a fantastic. Song. Um, there's just something about it that you know any Ronnie James Dio song or lyrics. 
are going to be synonymous with like evil horror. Like, uh, <laughs> there's just something about that song that I love and that <laughs> with Travis, what Travis it's is a like, weak pick in my opinion, rainbow in the dark, rainbow in the dark. That's I what I was so. like, uh, Carly, make this list for you. Or? What's what's weak about Rainbow in the Dark? Okay, so this is where, so this is what's different Travis about this show. Travis is like, show. not at my party. Yeah. This, <laughs> <laughs> oh, if Rainbow in the Dark comes on, I'm skipping it. Just like Monster Mask. No, Monster Mask is awesome. If you go Dio, see, if I go Dio, I go like Heaven and Hell off Black Sabbath or something like that. And this, this is what's a little bit different about this show, HMFers, is that we're outright hostile to each other sometimes. <laughs> Wait, hold on a minute. You don't think that's a good album? What, his uh, Holy Diver? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But I I think there's better Dio songs, but, for but sure. But we're creating a playlist for... That's fair. For a Halloween playlist that people are going to recognize the music. That's fair. You don't want to play the deep cuts. Heaven and Hell is a deep cut? No, I'm not saying that, but you're playing... You're going with Black Sabbath. There's something more... Uh, what do you think fun. about that pick, Brooks? I mean... You're gonna. You can... I like the song. Like I don't. I can't. I can't kill I'll him. I just bust his balls. But yeah, I will argue that it's more fun to. Sing I was. Along I was a little surprised to, to see that. It's a little Disney. List. It's a little Disney. Did they play that at Disneyland when you guys were <laughs> they waiting? They did. Yeah. <laughs> when they were riding the teacups. Yeah. yeah. He's like some... Rainbow in the Dark. There's something more <laughs> fun about singing along to Rainbow in the Dark than there is about Heaven and Hell. I think. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Kings and queens will steal your dreams. He's like, and for my next pick, Thriller. Wait, that's not how it goes. <laughs> how, how, what's he say? His next that? pick's going to be like Van Hagar or something. Oh, you're going to... Dream. Gonna, it'll be dreams. <laughs> Brooks is going to get offended if you keep talking about Van Hagar. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know if... Uh, I'll keep my comments to myself because I don't know if a, the particular song made anybody. That is list, a killer but. line, though, uh, in Heaven and Hell when he says, the world is full of kings and queens who blind your eyes and steal your dreams. That's mm, Heaven and Hell. Mm-hmm. What a what a line, bud. All right. Number four. Rainbow in the Dark. Great song. That's uh, a number four, I guess. Everybody can bash Travis. <laughs> when when Travis comes up with uh like uh, Power some, Man five thousand uh, nobody's 000. real. Yeah. <laughs> when worlds collide. All right, so that will not happen. This is number four Dope Show by Marilyn Manson. Ooh. So Oh, okay. Now, now we got a now we got a problem with Marilyn Manson. This is actually this is so he has more horror centric songs. Like I, I would argue, like Brooks, like Sweet Dreams is a more horror centric song, but Dope Show happens to be like my favorite Marilyn Manson song off of Ooh. Mechanical Albums, off of Mechanical Ooh. Animals. It, it, I, 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 there's just something about Dope Show, man. Uh, I've always loved it. I've always loved that song. There's a bunch of great shit on that album, by the way. Uh, you could have gone Tourniquet here. You could have gone Mob Coma Scene. Coma White. Coma White here. Uh, Mob Scene was originally my choice. Um, uh, you could have gone uh, Deep Six off of his newer stuff. I mean, that's he's good. He, I mean, Third he's just, day of a seven-day binge. Oh, that's a killer song. Um, but, yeah, if we're, if we're talking creating a playlist... I think Dope Show is one of those songs that's just dark enough, but just groovy enough also that people are going to be like, who the fuck's this? And little, like, you know, as they're dipping their nachos kind of thing. And you're just like, that's fucking Marilyn Manson. So yeah, my number four, Dope Show, 
infinitely better than Josh's number four, I might add. No. <laughs> yeah. Brooks, you decide. Uh, I mean, you put on dope for, show for a Halloween playlist. I would, I would go Marilyn Manson yeah, first. <laughs> Josh is like, I go oh. on vacation. I finally come back and you guys are killing me again. <laughs> he just shakes his head slowly. <laughs> He'll come out with something brutal next just to make up for it. Yeah. Yeah. He's coming with something brutal. All right. Well, I'm going to be less brutal. Um, and I don't think there's a lot that needs to be said about this song. Um, he's texting Carly. I hate Travis. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm quitting the pod. I'll be home soon. <laughs> uh, Alice Cooper, feed my Frankenstein. Okay. And I think like, that's just, Oh, has Travis got something to say about this one? No. <laughs> I mean, Hey, when I was making, when I was picking songs, I was like, give me something that's like Halloween themed and or spooky. Ideally, that's what I'm looking for. And like this, this gives you, this the the spooky because it's you know so i mean i don't you know if you know the song there's you know there's not a lot to say about it but mm. i think you know obviously alice cooper legendary rocker so if you're oh, building okay. a heavy metal over hard rock podcast for a halloween party talking about feed my frankenstein i don't think feed i think it's a great song frankenstein where do you go if you go alice cooper what song do you go with hmm I don't know, dude. He's got I mean he's got so many to be fair. <sighs> Only women bleed. Yeah. Only women bleed. Like Steven's fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh yeah, he's got so many, man. Alice Cooper's solid choice though, Brooksy. Under my wheels. It's Thanks. not very like Halloween, but it's song. my favorite Alice Cooper song. So. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah, he played it live. It was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Um great choice though, Brooksy. So we're on Heath's Thanks. number three. Number three. What do we got? For my third choice, which Travis will probably have something. Walk like an Egyptian. <laughs> Travis will probably have something to say about this, too. I'm going with uh, Judas Priest, not, A Touch of Evil. No, I dig. I, no, I really, really dig this yeah. pick by you. A Touch of Evil, um, what can you say? It's off of Painkiller, which arguably one of the top three mm. Judas Priest albums, maybe second. I mean, it's a killer album. Uh, that song is, in particular, obviously, A Touch of Evil, Evil's in the Name. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard this song at a Halloween burlesque show one time. Really? And I was like, man, that is a killer song to play at a Halloween party. And I've always remembered that. And I never, for some reason, I never put that together with Halloween until I was at this Halloween burlesque show with my girlfriend, or fiance now, whoops. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, man, it's just like something very like the beginning's very spooky, very eerie. Um, it sounds like the start of a horror movie. Um, you know, Rob Halford's vocals, man, like you can't go wrong with it. You can dance to this, obviously, if it was at a burlesque show. Um, dude, killer song off a killer album by a killer band. I narrowed it down to this and Living After Midnight, just because I thought that was cool for a Halloween party. Yeah, that's but, that's like a good time song for sure. Yeah, like the Sentinel. I mean, there's they got so many good songs, man. The Sentinel, yeah. uh, some heads are gonna roll. Yep, you could have went so many different directions there. You could go so many, but a touch of evil. I think the lyrics just kind of, um, yeah. I think uh, I think it's great. Great, great pick. Great number three. Heath. Like it. 
So my number three is where we start getting a little heavier here. Let's let's start bringing out the the big guns here. Um, so Slayer, South of Heaven. Dun, 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 dun. Love it. That's a great Love one. It. Fucking creepy, 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 and devilish. And I I don't think there's really much that needs to be said. Slayer is also one of those bands that like you could go uh, kind of. Kind of any record, to be honest. Like, Hello Waits was on here for a little bit. Um, I had uh, Dead Skin Mask on here for a little bit. I had Seasons of the Abyss on here a little bit. I had uh, 213 as a possible possibility. I mean, they're, they're just one of those bands that you could... I mean, just throw a dart, man, and you could put a song on here. Slayer? Yeah. yeah. So, oh, yeah. yeah, my number three, Slayer, South of Heaven. That's kind of like just... I mean, that's that's a must, really. I like it. Well, for my next song, I'm actually going to uh, kind of spill into our album battle for later. Uh-oh. Um, and b- the reason is is because in kind of doing added research for our album battle, I've, I learned that this particular song was on the PMRC, which stands for Parents Music Resource Center. Oh, yeah. Filthy 15 uh, in 1985. And this was Into the Coven by Merciful Fate. Nice. A song truly about accepting Satan as yours. And a very, very satanic, um, hated by the the masses. Um, A very groovy song and very creepy and very fitting to a Halloween playlist. And there is my selection. Yeah, if anybody wants to hear, like, I know we did a a trick-or-treat from 80... I think it was 86 or 84. Uh, Josh Heath actually joined me on that one, and we went through all the all the dirty 20. And it was yeah. like a bunch of wasps. <laughs> it was a bunch of wasp songs. <laughs> really and like, Madonna yeah. was on there, I think. Yeah, Madonna was on there. Yeah, it was a really interesting uh, conversation. Though. It'd almost be kind of fun to make like make that list, but for like the 2000s on. Like what yeah. would be the dirty dirty 20 of? Everything. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah it'd no probably shit. be like a lot of hip-hop and shit, yeah, to that's be honest. True. But yeah, Brooksy, so that was your number three. Correct. Solid choice. Heath, your number two. Number two. You better start bringing out the big guns here. Type O negative. Uh-oh. Love you to death. All right. I think this is a slow enough song to mellow out the mood before the uh, the climax of the music <laughs> of the night. Yeah. I think Love You to Death is very creepy. Um, it's hard to go wrong with Peter Steele's vocals on Halloween. You could pick so many different um, songs from Typo Negative to play at your Halloween mm-hmm. party. I would also suggest songs such as Christian Woman. Yes. Um, that almost made my list, Yeah, honestly. Christian Woman's a good one, man. Yeah. yeah. There's so many different ones that you could pick from Typo Negative. But, uh, yeah, this one, man, love you to death. If you uh, If you have a partner... Um, just dance with them to this song and, uh, you know, just dance the night away at your Halloween party. <laughs> wow. Spookily dance the night away. All right. So solid number two by Heath. Love so it. my number two, Supercharger Heaven by White Zombie off Astro Creep. So I, I kind of grappled between like, am I going to do a Rob Zombie song or a White Zombie song? You got to do one of them. One of, uh, in my opinion, some zombie has to be on your Halloween playlist. You know, he's just too spooky. Uh, like both, you know, both of his bands are too spooky, but I chose white zombie 
just to give them a little love because like I like um I always talk about like soup like Super Beast and like his first couple records and um yeah Astro Creep two thousand masterpiece um yeah there's nothing really needs to be said Supercharger Heaven actually starts like sounding like an old sci fi horror movie. <clears throat> actually starts like an old like sci-fi horror movie so it's like it's actually perfect on that front too so yeah my number two supercharger heaven by white zombie love it and i'll just keep the rob zombie theme rolling then for my number two because i picked a living dead girl from hellbelly deluxe 1998 um i mean if you listen to this podcast you know this song like we don't need to talk about it it's probably Mm -hmm. if not the most popular one of the most uh, popular Rob Zombie songs there is, but I mean, everything Travis said about what Rob White Zombie is, creepy, spooky, big rocker, horror, etc., etc., etc. The content of the song, very fitting for the Halloween season, horror, whatever you want to call it, um, and it rocks balls. So um, at my heavy metal Halloween party, I want that on the playlist. Fuck yeah. Good Heath? choice. Thank you, sir. Now for your last... And hopefully best selection. See, mine aren't in order until I get to number one. <laughs> That's funny. Because mine are not in any order. But The number one Hold song. Up. What? We can rank them after we're done. Like our yeah, own personal want, list. How about that? <laughs> I just want everybody to know that this is the greatest song for Halloween of all time. Uh-oh. Is it Rockwell? Somebody's watching me. No. <laughs> He's like, it's a monster mesh. Drum roll, please. Thank you, Brooks. Blue Oyster Cult, Don't Fear the Reaper. Number one, the greatest song for the spooky season, in my opinion. The lyrical content, the vibe of the song. Hell, John Carpenter used it when Laurie Strode was driving down the road Mm -hmm. in the original Halloween. Rob Zombie used it in the Halloween remake. Don't Fear the Reaper is the embodiment of Michael Myers. It's the embodiment of Halloween. It's the embodiment of pure In, evil. Impending doom. Impending Mick Garris, doom. Mick Garris You're used all it. Doom. Yes. Have you ever seen The Stand? Yes. The miniseries The Stand? Yeah, he uses it in the whole uh, uh, like opening. Don't Fear the Reaper is a song that you must play at your Halloween party. It is... It's very... It's a... It's a weirdly relaxing song that you can just vibe to, mm-hmm. but it's also spooky, and it's also eerie, and it's also nostalgic. Anytime I hear Don't Fear the Reaper, the first thing I think of is Halloween and Michael Myers. Always. No matter what, if it comes on the radio, I'm instantly in the Halloween season, in the Halloween spirit. I think of orange and black. Mm-hmm. The colors orange and black. I think of Halloween. I think of pumpkins, jack-o'-lanterns. Don't fear the reaper. The greatest song for your Halloween playlist. Love it. They have a uh, they have a couple one too, like Nosferatu, Burning for You's also. Burning for You's great. You could go Godzilla. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, like they have a lot of good shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. Blue is the cold. That was a that was a good pick there. Good pick for your number one. You redeemed it. You redeemed your number four. I dare you guys to beat my number one. <laughs> All right. I will beat your number one right now with Shout at the Devil by Motley Crue. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, Please. No. Uh, Didn't is, beat it. This Shout is my strongest selection, and this is this is when the party turns up. 
So when this song comes on, all the illicit materials come out. Uh, the Red Bulls come out, the booze comes out, and we're not kickstarting our heart. Ooh, yeah. terrible dad joke. <laughs> but we are shouting at the fucking devil. You know you fucking like this song. I do like that song, but I thought Quit it was a weak Polly Crew pick. What I would, would, what would you have I would have went with, yeah, specifically it. off that album, you could have went with Helter Skelter. Uh, you could have went with Looks nah. That Kill. Looks That Kill, yeah. I, I Okay, I'll follow you there. Looks That Kill. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I, Shout at the Devil... It just starts with the speaking, and it's like everybody's like, "What? What do we listen to? Talk radio now?" Like, yeah, <laughs> but what is he saying? Yeah, he's like, "And shout at the devil." I used to be able to recite that word for word, but I can't remember it right now. Like, I, I see. I would argue what he's saying. He's a wolf screaming lonely in the night. He's the blood stain on, on the, the stage. stage. He's a tear in your <laughs> eye, been tempted by his lie. He's the knife in your back. He's rage. <laughs> <laughs> the perfect Halloween playlist song, Shout at the Devil. That's my number one. Brooksy. I like it. You're number well, one. I wish I would have I wish I would have thought more about the order I uh bring these songs up because my number one like if I was ranking them and my my number one would have been Rob Zombie. Okay. But it's not the last song I'm talking about, but whatever. This song would probably be like my last song that I'm talking about, this would probably be like my number It'd probably, honestly, probably be like my number three or four, but whatever. Um, but my song is a very, it's by Ice Nine Kills. All right. Stabbing in the Dark from their Silver Scream album from 2018. Um, for those that know Ice Nine Kills, uh, especially their last two albums, Silver Scream from, that I just referenced, and then the album that just came out, Welcome to Horrorwood, the Silver Scream 2. Um, every song is based on a horror movie. So, what better song than "Stabbing in the Dark," which is a which is in reference to Halloween, the Halloween franchise? Oh yeah, for um, sure. And it's a very it's also a very creepy song, but a very heavy song. So your heavy metal playlist will be satisfied to have it on there. Um, but like personally, what I what I really love about this song is that it it begins like very calmly, um, and uh, like the vocals are very like soft but um but it's also like the lyrics are very very dark too because like he says um when the hands of fate uh fall on the midnight hour behind this mask of hate i don the devil's power mm -hmm. and then it goes into a super heavy breakdown and he goes these are the devil's eyes <laughs> like it's it's awesome and i just i absolutely love this song i probably listened to this song like five times just today because right. i'm very much like getting into the halloween yeah, mode no, for sure. So when it's October, I just like dive headfirst into Ice Nine Kills. So this is my last song. So horror host Trav would just like to publicly say that Heath probably pwned pwned me with looks that kill because <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, that probably is the better pick. Heath, do me a favor and reach back on that bookshelf and grab Silver Scream. I want to show it to Brooks and what uh, that album. It should be down a little bit. It's edited. It's to your right. Edited by David J. Scow. The census is like a horror podcast here. It's like you can't help but think that they took a little uh, oh, inspiration yeah. from that. Look but yeah. That. So boys, 
That was really, really fun. I'm surprised we didn't hear any ghosts. Um, We're ticked I, off at them right now. I'm surprised we didn't hear... Uh, so mad. I thought Brooks was going to say Van Halen running with the devil. That would have been a good one. Yep. Uh, Wasp. It was in consideration. Yeah, Wasp. So the real the real interesting one would be... Um, well, I had Death, the Evil Dead on my oh. original list. Uh, Twisted Sister, uh, Let It Burn. Um, yeah, if you want to run burn people... in hell. If you want to run people out... Um, play the heaviest stuff. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll play that yeah, stuff like at, when it's like 1 a.m. and you just yeah. like ready to yeah, go Yeah, I bed. thought about putting Mayhem Freezing Moon on, but I was like, I just don't want to be the only one left in my party. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I took See, it. See, but I took it. I was like, this is a heavy metal podcast, heavy metal party. Yeah, so I was like, I didn't care. Right. Yeah, I was like, I thought to myself, I was like, I want people to stay at my party, so... I'm not. I'm not gonna play like Freezing Moon, even though that is a spooky song, <laughs> right? Or like Behemoth or anything. But, so uh, the most interesting part of this uh, it, it is gonna be like all the honorable mentions making it on the playlist because yeah. that thing is gonna be fucking loaded. <laughs> Do you want to recap your list real quick? Yeah. So my number five was Twisted Cane by Danzig. Uh, my number four was Dope Show by Marilyn Manson. My number three was i'm trying to like remember my number three was slayer south of heaven my number two was supercharger heaven by white zombie and my number one was shout at the devil by motley Crue. my number five misfits skulls four dio rainbow in the dark three judas priest a touch of evil number two love you to death typo negative and number one don't fear the reaper by blue Easter cult love it killer and then my list, um, we'll go, because this will be the song that runs people out. Um, number five, Ice Nine Kills, Stabbing in the Dark. Number four, uh, Merciful Fate, Into the Coven. Number three, um, Marilyn Manson, Sweet Dreams. Number two, Alice Cooper, Feed My Frankenstein. And number one, Rob Zombie, Living Dead Girl. So you could also, like uh, like we brought him up earlier, Power Man with Nobody's Real, uh, Nine Inch Nails but with Closer. Um you could throw yeah. some ministry on there. I mean, there's a lot of shit that you could throw on there. Definitely. Um, a lot of but, ways you can go with this. But yeah, it was fun, boys. Um, do we think it's... Oh, it is absolutely time. So now, especially for those who may be HMF listeners, this is where we get to the, the juicy part of our episode where we, deal, we do our weekly album battle. Um, this is what we do every week is we pick a band. Um, we take two albums from said band and we debate them. Which one's better? Which one reigns supreme over the other? Um, and this week, Merciful Fate enters the guillotine. As we, as uh, Melissa from 83, correct? Mm-hmm. Goes against Don't Break the Oath from 84. So do you boys want to maybe give a, a track breakdown from each of those albums? Sure, I'll start. So uh, the first one from 1983, we have Melissa, starting with Evil, Curse of the Pharaohs, Into the Coven, At the Sound of the Demon Bell, Black Funeral, Satan's Fall, Melissa. And with 1984's Don't Break the Oath, A Dangerous Meeting, Nightmare, Desecration of Souls, Night of the Unborn, The Oath, Gypsy, Welcome Princes of Hell, to one far away and come to the Sabbath. I who, like it. Who wants to start with I'll this start. bloodbath? I'll start because I I kind of want to hear your guys's um, take on these bands more. Like you guys, Josh and Travis, you have been Merciful Fate fans for a long time, and I'm relatively new to the Merciful Fate game. I haven't, uh, you know, I don't have the history you do with them. 
Um, but so I'll, I'll keep my takes kind of short. Um, but I'll just kind of start with it. Uh, I think, but I do think both of these albums are very, very good. Um, I think King Diamond is amazing. His vocals are incredible. I've truly, you, if you've never heard him before, you've truly never heard anything like it before. Uh, in an absolutely incredible range. Um, but I'm going to choose Melissa as the better album. Um, personally, like what, what broke it down for me? Cause I thought, I think both albums are great is, and this is a take that we've all used on the show at least once or twice in our time is when you get a couple albums that you just really like, you kind of just have to ask yourself, okay, I want to listen to one album right now. Which one am I going to turn on? And that's what, ha- that's what it had to be for me. And Melissa is the album I go back to. Um, because first of all, I think the best song on either album resides on Melissa. And when that's curse of the Pharaohs, I think it's an absolutely incredible song. Um, the opening song evil is ridiculous. Um, super creepy lyrics. Um, you know, he's basically talking about like exhuming a dead body, like, hello, like that's how you're going to start with. Uh, so that's pretty, that's pretty killer. Um, and I mean, you got songs like Black Funeral, which is uh, in a song regard in regards to a coven, a, uh, a victim in a coven, it's talking about drinking warm blood, and it's a fucking jam. Like the song is just ridiculous. Um, Satan's Fall, I thought was it's a really long song. I think this song checks in at like eleven minutes. Yeah, eleven twenty three. But, 23. but yeah. something I read about this song is it has like sixteen different riffs in it too. So it's a very complex song, and I'm like that. That is really cool. Like that's not not something you see every day. So that was something that also like kind of um, made me say that like this this album is just better because like there's there's elements like that that are just more complex. I think the album construction on both is really good, but like I said, it's just you know these little things about Melissa that I just I think put it over the top, and um, yeah, I, that's that's kind of my take. But I also on don't break the oath. Gypsy is one of my favorite. It's probably my second or third favorite song between these two albums. Um, that's just a killer jam. I love like the way it, it's like it's got a really good rhythm to it and like that. But um, yeah, Melissa takes it. So uh, which one do you guys want to go next? I vote Travis. <laughs> He's such a puss. Um, I'm gonna go. Don't break the oath. Uh, I although I love both these records. Uh, Don't break the oath is kind of special to me because. I, um, I, and I usually do this, like, uh, I brought it up earlier with Danzig and the Misfits. Like I discovered King Diamond stuff first, uh, with, uh, Fatal Portrait was like my first King Diamond album. And then I went back and, you know, uh, started researching and, you know, realized that he was in Merciful Fate. So I was like, oh fuck yeah. So I dug into the Merciful Fate records and Merciful Fate has a ton of, ton of record, ton of good records, uh, other than these two. Um, but I've always loved like, uh, my two favorite merciful fate songs, uh, are gypsy and come to the Sabbath. I, I, I think they've been on a few, you know, lists that I've made like for, the, uh, horrifying my friends and stuff like that. But I just think this song's like a, this album's like a little bit heavier. And that's what I dig when I, uh, when I, when I dig into my merciful fate and King diamond, 
um, maybe a little bit more guitar centric and stuff like starting out, especially with the dangerous meeting as opposed to evil, even though evil is like a masterful song. I agree with Brooks on curse of the Pharaohs. Curse of the Pharaohs is a fucking awesome, awesome song. Um, if I had to name a favorite song off of both albums, it would probably be, um, black funeral on Melissa and then gypsy on don't break the oath but i think in this battle i think don't break the oath like barely i think i have a question for you yeah go ahead do you what do you think of king diamond like when his vocals like go really high like i love this shit yeah because like i like it too but sometimes and this is a critique i didn't make and i'm curious what you think about it because i think on don't break the oath he does a lot of the high, like the really hitting the really high stuff mm-hmm. a lot, lot more. And like that doesn't turn me off to it. But sometimes I, w- I wish there was a little less of that. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that I don't know. May- I don't I'm, I don't want to say it takes away, but I mean, you're making a crit- it's it's definitely like a subjective um, opinion. But I just wonder if you ever think if you ever listen to some of this stuff and you're like, man, I wish you would just dial that back a little bit no not really i'll be honest (laughs) i'll be completely honest because i think that um i think so in don't break the oath he was already like kind of going into king diamond solo stuff so it was Mm -hmm. like abigail and um um, fatal portrait and stuff like that and on a lot of that if not most of that if not all of that he is like you know, uh, high pitched King diamond, mm, okay. uh, a funny story. We went with, uh, it was, we went to a, uh, what was that festival that they used to, uh, it was like a metal festival, like a tiny one. Here. Mayhem festival. Yeah. Mayhem festival. And it was like white chapel. And I think it was Slayer and King diamond. And, um, yeah, King diamond came out and immediately he opened up with the candle, uh, off of the first song off of fatal portrait. And, uh, <laughs> he started out singing, and it was that that like real high, you know, mm-hmm. falsetto. Yeah. And Brooke goes like, "What the hell?" Like she turned to Josh Sturgeon because <laughs> Sturgeon was just like, you know, it's wild. Like you know, he's he's not everybody. Like not everybody's bag. Um, but yeah, he's not everybody's bag, and that's yeah. like what's pretty cool about like King Diamond and you know a lot of the Merciful Fate stuff. But yeah, I love his falsetto stuff. Okay. Man. Yeah, I mean, I dig it too. I mean, that's you know, at the end of the day, I appreciate something that is unique, and that's very much unique. Oh yeah, but there's times where I'm like, eh, I can go for a little less, but yeah. it's fine. I was just curious what you thought about that. Yeah. All right, Josh, you're a tiebreaker. I guess that's what you wanted. Well, we got Disney Boy. <laughs> I think I'm going with 1984's "Don't Break the Oath." Okay. Um, <sighs> I think it was a natural progression from uh, Melissa. Like Travis said, I feel like this album's a little bit heavier. I, I dig the falsetto vocals too. Um, we talked about it before the show started. You either love it or you hate it. There's mm-hmm. really kind of no in between um, because it's such like a, a polarizing style of vocals. Um, Gypsy is, in my opinion, their best song. Um, but that's not to say that on Melissa, um, Curse of the Pharaohs is. Oh, yeah. Um, man, that riff. We all like the same stuff. We yeah. both love Gypsy. We both like Pharaohs. <laughs> it's hard to beat that rhythm section that Merciful Fate has. I mean,. Um, Brooks, you alluded to it, like, so many different riffs within one song, and the riffs are just so, like, oh, my God, dude. Those riffs are masterful. Um, 
I mean, it's really hard to go wrong with either album, but kind of just like playing off of what Travis said um, and kind of what you said too. What One of my, the things was I, I like the the um, the diversity of his voice. He, mm-hmm. he, like there was more range in uh, Don't Break the Oath than there was in Melissa. Um, I think it really shows the talent overall as a band that yeah. Merciful Fate was. Um, they were the perfect heavy metal band i mean they had everything from the riffs to um you know the vocal styles like i mean his vocals like they were all over the place i mean if you liked high-pitched vocals of i don't know maybe let's say a vince neal like not Mm -hmm. to say that he sounds like vince neal but like you also liked you know just like standard vocals like that you would hear on any heavy metal song like he's all over the place with a style and i think that it makes for a great listening experience um i understand (laughs) king diamond and merciful fate aren't for everybody um i understand that you probably either love it or you hate it but you can't really um deny the impact they had on music and I honestly, mean, like if you ju- if you just take the vocals out of it and you just listen to the music, like there's yeah. it's a very like very. I mean, it's a mass- it's like it's a great albums. it's a great sound, like a very clean, like but heavy and rhythmic, and it's just awesome. I like, mean, in my they're opinion, great, they're a great band. They're two of the greatest heavy metal albums of all time. Yeah. Um, so you really can't go wrong with either one. I know that sounds like a cop out. I mean, I enjoy "Don't Break the Oath" a little bit more, kind of like Travis. Um, but man, looking back, they influenced the entire, for the most part, a lot of the black metal movement. Uh-huh. I oh, mean, yeah. they influenced like Mayhem, Celtic oh, yeah. Frost, all those types of bands, man. Like King Diamond was a huge influence along with Merciful Fate mm-hmm. on those bands. And man, I, it's just like, they're both just historical albums and, and thrash. I mean, like Merciful Fate influenced Metallica bunch. too. Like yeah. Metallica, Metallica Man did that. <laughs> yeah, the Metallica did that medley on Garage Inc. Yeah. of Merciful Fate songs. Yeah. And so, I don't know if this is true or not, but uh, I I always heard that they either recorded Ride the Lightning or Master Puppets at in King Diamond Studio, like in uh, um, uh, Norway or whatever. That I always heard that I, it might have been Ride the Lightning. Because I know Lars was like a huge Merciful Fate fan. Oh, you mean in uh, Denmark? Yeah, Denmark, Denmark. Yeah. 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 I think uh, they recorded um, Master Puppets in Denmark. Yeah. No, they recorded, uh, I think it was, because I think they recorded um, Master Puppets in California because Battery. Yeah, maybe, where... maybe it was uh, Kill em All or Ride the Lightning. It might have been Ride the Lightning. We'll have to fact check that. Yeah, fact check us. But, um,. Yeah, man. Don't Break the Oath is my pick, but it's so close. Mm-hmm. They're both just killer albums. I like it. And thank you for the Metallica, this week's Metallica Minute, Yeah, boys. Metallica Minute. Yes. <laughs> we we couldn't that's, not have that. That's brought week. to you by our sponsor of the show, Joshua Sturgeon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, hate to, I hate to be on the losing side of another battle, but hey, that has There's to happen. There's no real nice. losing side on this one, I, mm-hmm. I would say. Mm-hmm. Not well, to be nice. We're going to have to get Brooks some more uh, falsetto with some King Diamond stuff. What's cool about King Diamond solo stuff, too, like Abigail and them, I think them is, too. uh, Abigail's like a story. So it's like... He's a great storyteller. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's like it's literally like he wrote a novel and then made songs to the words. That That, Abigail is an awesome song, Which actually just came out with a graphic novel. Yeah, yeah. Was he part of that? Was that 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 series we talked about? The Z2 line, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
And here's um, a fact. He was actually a member of the Church of Satan. Um, nice. He was a Levian. I mean, Satanist. that makes that completely makes sense based yeah, on which the Levian material. Satanism is uh, <clears throat> a philosophy, obviously. It's not. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually an interview from back in the day where they're interviewing, like, uh, Anton LaVey's daughter. And then, like, the interviewer's like, is there anybody notable that's in the Church of Satan? And she's like, well, King Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, I guess on that note, we should probably wrap up this week. Yeah, I think uh, we will wrap up this crossover edition of Guillotine Press and Horrifying My Friends. Um, Love it. Brooksy, you can do the Guillotine Press socials, but Horrifying My Friends are on Horrifying My Friends at Instagram and on Facebook and Horrifying MF on Twitter. I always fuck that up for some reason. (laughs) Uh, It's all good. Brooksy, you want to hit the Guillotine Press one? For sure. Yeah, so on Facebook, uh, you can search us Guillotine Press or... Uh, at guillotine pm and at guillotine pm is also the twitter handle um instagram it is at guillotine underscore press one the number one um we're going to be a little better about posting uh there uh for sure um and our email address if you ever decide you want to send us an email is guillotine press media at gmail.com so for that thank you for joining us on this spooky october edition spooky crossover edition of the guillotine press with horrifying my friends um if you subscribe to one subscribe to both because why not listen listen to all of it uh if you love travis on hmf give him a shot here too you get you'll see a little different side of travis too so what's wrong with that and also have a safe and happy halloween let satan hear your life before we, what are, are you, are, do you guys have Halloween costumes or are you, or do you, and you're not willing to divulge yet? I don't have one this year. No. What about you, Trav? No. Nah, you can do anything? Nah. Okay. See, I'm going trick-or-treating with my two-year-old. And- oh, you're going uh, as a Woody from Toy Story, right? No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I was going to, though. Oh, my God. Cause that was my- light year. No, that's actually what my daughter is going to be. She's, oh, uh, cool. sh- she picked out, yeah. Actually, she went with uh, Travis and my mm-hmm. wife Kate, producer Kate. Uh, they went to uh, they went Halloween costume shopping uh, last weekend, and my daughter picked out a Buzz Lightyear costume. So oh. initially, I was like, okay, I'll do I'll do a costume so I can kind of coordinate with her. And I was gonna buy a Woody costume, but anything that you buy online, like it just wasn't gonna get here in time. So I was like, okay, what can I, what else can I do? So I I am going to dress up as Sid from toy story that's cool so i bought the i bought a t-shirt i actually i just got it today and i bought a like a woody doll Mm -hmm. so then i can like carry it around and then of course i'll give it to my daughter after halloween but yeah so i'm gonna be sid and my daughter's gonna be buzz lightyear i thought you were going as fred durst all right i know well you know and then it's like oh let's coordinate with a dad he's gotta be a new metal guy yeah (laughs) you guys want to hear something funny uh i'll bring this up on the podcast sure uh, on the plane ride back from Florida, uh, you want to guess what I watched? On the it, the airline provided this. Let me tell you. So, uh, Family on, Values ninety nine. No, I watched the Woodstock documentary again. <laughs> you watched it again? Yeah, I watched it again. So were you just like clenching your fist the whole time? No, I was just like, I can't believe this happened. Yeah, like, you're like talking to Carly the whole time and she's asleep. So you were like, you were leaving Disney and you're like, you know what I want to do when I go home? I just want to arrive mad. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> dude. It was. It was just as insane as the first watch, but yeah, yeah. That, uh, have a safe great. Halloween. Um, you know, if you uh, decide to indulge in alcohol, find a designated driver. 
we want you listening next week. And if you want to indulge in Halloween music, add our songs to your playlist and have a good time at your party. Satan loves you. And so do we. Peace out. Yeah, 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 yeah.